Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Ryan Hensley. Uh, NFL kicks off tonight. First game. So we need to make our predictions, not just who's going to win the Super Bowl, but MVP, all that stuff. We're going to do that. We're going to tell you how Sunday's game between the Niners and Bears is going to unfold. We're going to make all kind of predictions, talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it'll be on the team the whole year, talk about the captains, because it's not a big deal, but it's interesting. So I want to I talk about the captains for a minute, but I want to start with the awards. So Ryan and I are going to predict who's going to win all the big ones and then who's going to win the Super Bowl. I uh, let it slip last night who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. So if you know, don't say. <laughs> so, Ryan, let's start with MVP. Who do you think is going to be the MVP this year? We're talking 49ers, right? Not the NFL? The whole NFL. Sorry, I probably should have made that clear before we started the show. Oh, yeah. wow. The whole NFL. Okay. Yeah. That changes things. Uh, you know, so this is going to be all off the cuff for you guys. Uh, but I would think I'm probably going to be real homer on these picks as well. You know, uh, I I really think Debo has a shot of being uh, MVP. And I know his passing yards are going to go down a little bit, but I think his run game is going to um, be, you know, they're going to use him a lot more in the run game than they did last year. So um, I think Debo has a good shot at it. I know that's a homer pick. I was all on the 49er mentality, uh, not really thinking of the NFL. Um, but if I had to go somewhere outside, I would probably say Josh Allen has uh, a really good potential for being MVP because usually it is a quarterback. And I think the Bills um, have a good chance of being in the Super Bowl this year as well. So I would go with Josh Allen. Uh, I think that guy's, you know, he was obviously amazing last year, almost got to the big game. Maybe if the overtime rules were different last year, he would have. And I know they are this year. So, yeah, I really think Josh Allen has a ton of talent, usually a quarterback. So I'm going to go with Josh Allen for MVP. Yeah, I'm going with Josh Allen too. It feels like a lot of people in the league and around the league consider him the best quarterback in the league or right up there. And he hasn't gotten that award yet. Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes have gotten it. Feels like he's up next. Everyone's kind of picking him to go to the to the Super Bowl this year. And the Bills are really good. So if he's a one seed, if he puts up all pro numbers, I, he might get it. Although Aaron Rodgers puts up amazing numbers every year. It's tough to be. Although no more Devontae Adams. I think that's going to have a big impact on his numbers. So that's why I'm picking Josh Allen. Offensive player of the year. Offense player of the year. Now, this this I legit really do think it could be Debo on this one. Uh, he's not going to get MVP. But if I had to bet right now, you know, and again, I'm a Niner fan, so a lot of this stuff is coming from a Niner angle. But, I mean, the way Debo is involved, when, when you're talking offense, you got to think Debo. I mean, he, he runs, he catches, he does everything. Uh, and I think the 49ers have a good chance of going far this year. They're going to have a good record. Usually that comes into effect and, and has, um, you know, it does definitely weighs on the opinions of others. If you're in a good team, right, you're not going to be offensive player of the year if your team's trash. Uh, I really think Debo has a shot of being offensive player of the year this year. Okay, um, I'm going to go with uh, Jamar Chase. I think Debo is a hell of a player, but I don't think he had the offseason this year that he had last year. And the and you know, losing Jimmy means he may not be as much of the focal point of the offense. They're still going to use him a lot, but I think there's going to be more of a committee in the backfield. I'm going with Jamar Chase. I think he was offensive rookie of the year last year, and so much of their offense goes through him. Debo could, though. I just think Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receivers I've seen in a long time. I think he could take over the league like, you know, Brandy Moss did, T.O. did when we were when I was a kid. Anyway. Jamar Chase is, I mean, he's a he's awesome. You know, the only thing I worry about with Jamar Chase is he's on the Bengals. I'm I'm not convinced the Bengals can 
do back to go back to back like that. You know, it's the Bengals, right? So are they going to yeah. really repeat what they did last year? And then he's going into a sophomore year. Sometimes these guys have sophomore slumps. So we'll see. I mean, Jamar Chase is a good pick, though. So it's yeah. definitely possible. Um, defensive player of the year. Uh, I'm going to go with Nick Bosa. And I know, you know, my whole my whole mentality coming into this today it, when you hit me up this morning was 49ers. But yeah, I really think Nick Bosa, regardless, has the potential to be defensive player of the year. I think he is going to have a career year. And I know he did well last year, but I really think, uh, you know, this guy could be up in close to 20 sacks this year. That I really believe that. And the 49ers defense is going to be elite. It's going to be one of the top defenses in the league. So when you're going for defensive player, usually people are going to look at the best defenses in the league. Uh, and, you know, I don't think it's a homer pick. I really believe Nick Bosa could be in the running for defensive player of the year. Yeah, it feels like the defensive player there usually goes to the guy with the most sacks or the best whoever's considered the best defensive lineman, the best pass rusher. And it seems like Bosa's already gotten that consensus. People think he's the best, but he hasn't gotten that award yet. He probably should have been comeback player of the year last year, although Joe Burrow exists as well. Um, if he stays healthy healthy this year, just like with Josh Allen, I think people are ready to give him a big time award. Only question is, will he stay healthy? He's never really done it two years in a row. But I think he will. I wouldn't bet on him having a catastrophic injury. So, yeah, I, would, I have Nick Bosa down here as a defensive player of the year as well. I think he's due. What about coach of the year? Oh, coach of the year. That's a tough one. I'm going to let you lead on this one while I think about it. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to surprise some people with this one. But uh, I think it's going to be Kyle Shanahan. I think for whatever reason, like, the perception around this team is that Kyle doesn't know what he's doing. And he's this, like – People, national people that don't watch the team very much don't understand Kyle moving on from Jimmy to Trey. They think it's a really risky move. It's obviously the right move. It's going to work out, I think. And everyone's going to be like, wow, he's a genius. How did we not see this? It's like, well, you don't really watch the Niners. So I think, you know, he's, he's really lowering the bar. He's letting people lower their expectations for this team. And then when they're, you know, the same Niners as last year, winning most of their games without the throwing very much people are going to be like wow kyle's a freaking genius he did it again but it's like yeah i mean i think if you were paying attention you could probably see that i mean trey lance when when lance was on the field last year the niners offense averaged 6.4 yards per play that would have led the league by far no the top team in the league with 6.1 it's the evidence is there people don't want to see it this offense is gonna be really explosive even if they run the ball most of the time and people are just going to be so surprised when the Niners have a winning record with this kid who hasn't played much, you know, all that. And Kyle's going to get a ton of credit for having him ready and all this stuff. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I can see it definitely being Kyle Shanahan. I mean, you know, like, that's another guy people want to give his give flowers to. I mean, it's been a everyone calls him the, the best coach in the league, but he has a losing record. This is going to be his year where they're like, OK, he's matured. Yeah, I think I think I can see it happening. I think the counter argument to that would be his team is so good. I think you may hear people coming back at that because oh, the, the team, the roster is so good that, you know, he's not, he doesn't really have to do much, but I think that's incorrect. And I think part of the reason the argument for Kyle Shanahan being coach of the year, um, the fact that he did go to Trey Lance and if Trey Lance ends up being the guy that I think he will be and have the year that I think he can have this year, then that does speak highly on uh, coach Kyle Shanahan and if, you know, if they do have the rushing game that we think they're going to have uh, and they lead the league in rushing, 
that also works in Kyle Shanahan's favor. You know, typically uh, for me, a coach of the year is somebody that takes a team that wasn't expected to do well, and, and then they do really well. So I don't know what team that's going to be, uh, so it's hard to predict. Um, but with the 49ers, everyone kind of thinks they're going to do well. Um, so I can say I feel like there's two sides of that. There's a lot of people that are like, I don't know, this team's going to – Lance is going to get benched by week seven, and then they're going to do – you know what I mean? There's a lot of that too. Yeah, Same. that's true. And yeah. so he could upset them. I know – I think yeah, I think it was ESPN that had, the, had them ranked third in the NFL, but then Bleacher okay. Report has okay. them ranked okay. 15. Okay. So the rankings are all over the place. Um, but, again, if, if Trey Lance ends up doing really well, um, Kyle Shanahan is going to get the credit for, one, picking Trey Lance, for two – They'll, they'll say he benefited from sitting last year while Jimmy showed him how to play quarterback, right? And then he'll get the benefit of starting Trey Lance this year. So I think Kyle getting coach of the year is going to depend highly on what happens with Trey Lance. Uh, but I think it's definitely possible. You know who's not going to get it this year, I don't think? Bill Belichick. What they're doing over there with their offensive staff, Matt Patricia, I think I, I think Mac Jones is going to have a sophomore slump. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I could okay, Super Bowl winner. Who's going to be in the game? Who's going to win it? I'm going to go with the Bills and Niners are in the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what, damn it, I, I've been scared. You know, I've had cold feet. But after watching your bravery last night, <laughs> I'm just going to say the damn Niners are going to win the thing, man. I believe it. I mean, you know, there's really no reason for me not to think that the 49ers can win it. I think the only thing that, you know, if we look at how uh, – you know, the Bengals did last year with a bad offensive line. And you look at how the Chiefs did against the Patriots with a bad offensive line. Yeah. If the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, it's because the line yeah. doesn't go meet the expectations that we think they will. And or Trey Lance is not who we think he is. And or they end up having to put Jimmy in uh, because of an injury or something. And Jimmy has not proven that he can win the big game or, or be – uh, a top-notch quarterback in the playoffs. So I'm going to go ahead and say the 49ers, but I also just gave you a couple reasons why it may not happen. Yeah, I'm going Niners over Bills. Um, but I'm not, like, I, I'm not, like, super confident. I mean, there's a few things about the Niners that give me pause. First of all is the offensive line. But the way I look at the offensive line, like, the pass protection is an issue. But it was an issue last year. They had Tom Compton on the line. Tom Compton was not a good pass protector, but what the Niners have shown is that, or at least Kyle's shown, is he can get guys who run block for his scheme well. So if the Niners can run the ball well, they should be good. They, I mean, really, it seems like beating the Niners, you have to have a really good run defense. And how many teams have that anymore? Contenders. Not that many, in my opinion. Some. But even if you have a great run defense, that's not enough anymore because – Trey will actually throw down the field, unlike the previous quarterback. So, yeah. and the think, Niners have like the best defense in the league. Everyone was so concerned about the offense and training camp when really the story was, oh my God, this defense is better than maybe any defense in the league. And I, I keep seeing people pick like Philly or Minnesota to go to the um, Super Bowl. Like I, the Niners are better than Philly. And everyone's picking Philly. The Niners are definitely better than Philly. They have a better defense than Philly and a better quarterback, uh, and better running backs. Although Miles Sanders is good for 11 carries a game. Um, And then Minnesota, like we see what happens when the Niners play Minnesota. They shut down Dalvin Cook. They pressure Kirk Cousins. The game's over every time. I don't know. I mean, just feels like really my only question, more than the offensive line with this team, 
is the locker room. Do they have Trey's back? Because I don't even know if they have it yet. Um, or, or if he has it fully. If, if he has a little bit of adversity to start the season, do they bail? I'm talking they, captains, George Kittle, Eric Armstead, vets that are like, they, consider Jimmy Garoppolo a brother to them, a friend. Do they have Trey's back the way they have Jimmy's back? Because if the, if the vets, if the, the leadership council pulls the plug on Trey after a month, then this team's not going to win the Super Bowl. So they need to give Trey a chance because, and I don't, I don't think he's going to struggle early on, frankly, but I don't think he will. But if that happens, how is his team going to respond? Yeah, and that's a big concern for me. Obviously, you know, I talked to my friend who yeah. um, talked to me about the 49ers. Um, you know, he works for the organization. So, you know, talking about his comments, saying that the 49ers were hesitant, it doesn't mean that the, the franchise as a whole is hesitant about Trey Lance. It's more about the guys you're talking about. Yeah. The guys that have been battling with Jimmy for the last five years, who has seen what Jimmy can do. He can take them, you know, far in the postseason. They haven't been able to win one, but those are the, that's their friend. Plus they have personal relationships with Jimmy. Right. right. So yeah. You got your good friend over here yeah. who's brought you to the Super Bowl, brought you to the NFC championship or brought you right to the right. NFC championship from their perspective. That's their good friend that they've been yeah. battling with. And now they got this new rookie 22 year old stepping in. That's where he, uh, my friend who told me what he told me, that's where that came from is yeah. those guys. And so that's a big concern that you bring up. Um, the locker room. That's a big concern. Yeah. Another another concern for me, uh, Grant, is I although I think the defense is amazing, uh, probably the best in the league. I really think so. And I also think the run game has the potential to be the best in the league. Yeah. Is it seems that every year at some point in the postseason, you need a quarterback to just be the guy at some point, maybe in the yeah. fourth quarter. And I don't know if if Trey Lance is or not. We know Jimmy's not. I mean, obviously from the past, we know he's not, but it's Trey. That's the question. Let me just counter real quick. Okay. When the Seahawks won the Super Bowl in 2013, 14, whatever, Russell Wilson was never the guy. Like, he was really good, but it was never about him. I mean, he he was part of it. It was the defense. It was Marshawn. It was him. And I feel like if if Trey, I mean, he doesn't necessarily need to be a guy who drops back 40 times this year. But if he gives you a few big plays, if he can be like a young Russell Wilson, which is a high, that's a high bar. He was always excellent, but he wasn't the guy the way I think of like Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow being the guy where like, you know, they're going to drop back 50 times, take a bunch of sacks. And it's all about them. Like, it doesn't have to be that with Lance. He just has to, he has to be a playmaker when well, called upon. Yeah. What, what yeah. I mean is being the guy is, is probably not that. What I don't mean he has to pass a ton of games, but what I mean is when it, yeah. When the moment arrives, yeah. is he clutch? Don't overthrow Emmanuel Sanders by 10 yards. Right. That's Don't that's overthrow true. Michael Crabtree three times in a row in the same round. <laughs> right. Don't throw the ball to Richard Sherman. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I got exactly. You. Is, is he yeah. clutch in the yeah. moment, uh, in the postseason? Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'm crazy, but I think he is. I think he's going to be. But it's that, that's going to be. how a 22-year-old first-year starter is going to react if, he, if and when he gets to the playoffs. You know, it's like Lamar Jackson didn't do so great his first time in the playoffs. So, I guess that's probably why a lot of people aren't picking the Niners to win the Super Bowl. That. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you're going to pick Philly? You're going to pick – or, or and just to represent the NFC, you're going to pick who? Like, what, what is the team? The Rams? The Niners always play the Rams well. And the only time the Niners lost to the Rams, it was by, like, three points, and they had the lead. 
So yeah. I, the Bucks aren't as good as they used to be. I don't know. I think it's pretty clear. Only also the the schedule too. The schedule's mm-hmm. rough. Um, not having Jimmy Ward, not great, but really you have really good corners. So it's just who's going to cover the tight ends. As long as you have Jimmy Ward when you play Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, you'd be all right. You know, I mean, yeah. who's the tight end that's going to beat you, Cole Komet? This no, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. One yeah. thing I you know I watched um, Peyton Manning the other day. I think it was on Colin Coward or something. And he was talking about Eli. Mm-hmm. And Eli said that the six games that he actually got to play um, were 10 times more valuable than the 10 when he sat behind Kurt Warner. And so I think something that's going to work in Trey's favor, and I, and I hope fans understand, is that Trey Lance is going to be a different quarterback by the end of the season than he is in the beginning. Um, and, you know, maybe he'll come out firing on all cylinders. But I really think as the season goes on, by the end of the year, when it's most important, the postseason and the playoffs and hopefully the Super Bowl, Trey Lance will have learned a ton and he'll be a different quarterback than, than we see uh, on Sunday versus the Bears. Before we wrap it up, um, I want to I watched that with with Peyton Manning, too. It's so funny how people just talk about their own experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peyton said, you know, it, it was really good for him to play. He needed to go three and 13 so he could go 13 and three the next year. Fine. That worked for him. I was thinking, what about Tom Brady? If Tom Brady were sitting, were sitting there, he'd be like, you know, I didn't play my first year. And that was probably good because the next year I won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. as a first-year starter. So it's like anyone can validate their own experiences. Like, it worked for Brady. I don't know if you remember, but he sat his first year, and then he came in, and he, he only threw for like 2,800 yards. But he went 11-3, and three, won the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So maybe well, Lance could do that. Yeah, one thing I'm, 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 you know, really realizing over the last couple of years is it doesn't matter what school you went to. It doesn't matter whether you sit or start. What really matters is just, are you that guy? Like, yeah. are you, are you him? You know, it doesn't matter if you're the first round draft pick or the sixth, like Tom Brady, yeah. it's your talent. It's who you are. If you're yeah. the guy, you're the guy, regardless of what situation or how you get there. Right. I mean, we're learning that with a guy like Sam Darnold, right? A million excuses. Why don't you put him in on a new team? Nope. Still sucks. Hey, yeah. guess what? He still sucks. Maybe it's because he sucks. <laughs> Right. Right. I mean, people are talking about, oh, Lance comes from a small school. You can look. I mean, I look this. There's over 51 players from small schools that you never heard of that are in the Hall of Fame. You know, then you guys got like Jamarcus Russell goes to LSU and is a complete bust. It doesn't matter what school you went to. It matters who you are. Are you talented? And people talk about his reps. Oh, he hasn't had he hasn't played that much. Like, okay, well, talent's talent. If he has it, he has it. Like it's a match. Imagine like uh, scouting a 19 year old uh, Muhammad Ali and he has all this talent and you're like, yeah, but he hasn't boxed that much. He's not going to be good. Like what do you, you can give him experience. Like that's the one thing he has all this stuff you you can't teach. Like that's Trey. Why would you, so you want someone, okay. Brock, like Brock Purdy. I like Brock Purdy Mm -hmm. has the, has the, the experience, the mechanics, not the talent. You know, he could do everything right and still never be better than a backup quarterback. Trey Lance doing a lot of things wrong could be one of the better starting quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah. And I think he will be. So it's just that's the way it is. And and I was I was taking, you know, doing my thing on Twitter yesterday. A lot of guys, you know, going at Trey Lance because he went to North Dakota State. Um, so think about this. Uh, Steph Curry, right, went to Davidson. Very small D1 school. So based on their argument, Warriors should not have drafted Steph Curry because he went to a small school. It's just stupid. It's like you are, you're either great or you're not, you know. 
Yeah. And again, I, I don't feel like I'm projecting. If if the Niners offense sucked with Trey Lance last year, their run game wasn't good, I'd be like, eh, I'm not, eh, I don't see it. But no, 6.4 yards per play, uh, four, five yards per carry. M- meanwhile, it was 4.2 with Jimmy. It's all there. Frankly, they, they would have won the Super Bowl last year if Trey Lance had just kept playing after the Houston game. Jimmy was hurt. The run game was DOA in the playoffs. It wouldn't have been. There, there would have been no scouting. People wouldn't have known how to defend the Niners' run game. They would have won. They would have yeah. won last year. They're going to win this year as long as they don't cannibalize themselves in the locker room. Pretty much. That's the way I look at it. And, and you brought up, I think it was on Twitter the, the other day, about how, and on your show, if you compare the rushing numbers with Trey Lance versus when Jimmy Garoppolo was in, it was uh, like 0.8 more. Yes. Right, and I did the math. That means the run, the running backs would have ran for 425 yards more per season. That is humongous. And then yep. not only that, Trey Lance is a runner himself. So right. that's probably like close to a thousand yards yeah. more rushing yeah. with Trey Lance in as a quarterback. And that's, that's what I'm saying. They're going to run for three thousand yards, set a franchise record. Now 17 games, but still they're going to set a franchise record. Have one of the best defenses in franchise history. And a playmaker at quarterback who makes some mistakes, but isn't in a position where he has to do, I mean, risky things. He's going to have a defense and a run game. I mean, he has the the two quarterbacks, two best friends. He has them, not to mention playmakers everywhere and and a really sophisticated game plan every week. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like, I don't know, how can you miss? But maybe it's Jim Druckenmiller. I don't know. David DeForest says, Ryan, I've enjoyed your thoughtful perspective. I haven't. Be less thoughtful. What is he, what are you doing? Matthew says, keep an eye on the head coach in Minnesota. If they dethrone green Bay, keep an yeah. eye on him. I, I think we're going to coach of the year. Coach of the oh, year. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I can see that too. Mm-hmm. I can see that too. I actually think he's going to do a really good job and that team's going to win the division. Or if the lion, if the lions end up being decent, he, he already has the love from the people <laughs> like that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's like a uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. All right, let's talk about this captain thing for a minute. Not that it, it's a huge deal, but it's interesting. Last year, they had seven captains. This year, Kyle Shanahan chose to have only six. The seventh, according to Kyle, would have been Trey. And what I, what I mean is the players vote for this. So he got the seventh most votes, more than Debo Samuel, the all-pro wide receiver on this team. So actually, Trey was voted a, a captain on this team by his teammates had they kept the same amount of captains as last year. Kyle chose not to. Why do you think Kyle decided to not make Trey Lance a captain? This was his decision. This doesn't and it's seem important like to him, clearly. It doesn't seem like such a Kyle Shanahan thing to do. You know, um, you know, I, it doesn't bother me. I think a lot of people are bothered that he's not the captain, but – it does like you know I, I was kind of expecting him to be a captain to be honest because he's a quarterback and it would have been nice for Kyle to just kind of give him that vote of confidence um, and give him that leadership but you know maybe his thing is I want him to earn it and you know he hasn't started a season hasn't played a full season so in that regard I kind of get it um, and maybe it was a, a Debo thing maybe it was like how am I going to make Trey Lance <laughs> the captain and, and not Debo so yeah. that could have been part of it also. I'm not really sure. Uh, it doesn't bother me a ton. It seems very Shanahan-ish uh, in his move. But maybe it's a motivation factor for Trey Lance. And maybe he's also showing the veterans on this team, hey, I'm going to make Trey earn it. Don't worry. Right? It's tough to give Trey 
to make him a captain over an all pro wide receiver who's been in a Super Bowl, won playoff games for you, been the driving force on your team to turn around and give it to someone who started two games. Yeah. I, and again, remember, there could be a, an element in the locker room that's skeptical of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you've already handed him a starting job in their eyes. He didn't yeah. beat out Jimmy. You're just projecting that he's better than Jimmy. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, now you're going to hand him a captain job, a, a, a seat as well. That could really turn off some people. So from Kyle's perspective, he's trying to get, he's trying to help Trey win over everyone. Yeah. And I, I don't know that making him a captain in his first year as a starter does that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might polarize people. The people that like Trey are happy. The people that are skeptical are upset. And you're trying to bring everyone together here around yeah. Trey. So I mean, I get it. I actually like the move. I don't think you need to hand Trey too much. Let him earn that. And what he even said it was my goal to earn it. And I think he did everything as a leader to do that. But now you have to prove it on the field too. And I think Another he learned. Another perspective, um, Grant, is, you know, I've coached basketball for a long time. Probably half the times I was coaching my son. Mm-hmm. And when you – this is kind of – Trey Lance is kind of Kyle Shanahan's kid. And when your kid is on the team, you're way harder on him than you are everybody else because you want the rest of the team to know that there's going to be no favoritism here. Right. So that's another perspective, and it's along the same lines of what you were just saying as well. Good call. Um Corey Long says, glad you mentioned this. I'm certain Kyle uh, capped it at six to make sure Trey earns it. He doesn't anoint anyone. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, he kind of anointed Trey this this year. And and that's fine. I think they should have anointed him last year. But uh, he's. I feel like he's sensitive to that and trying his, heart, his hardest to make it seem like he's not doing that, which is smart. Yeah. I'm with you, Corey. Um, yeah. Rod says, Trey Lance, zero interceptions in that one year at North Dakota State. Wentz, scout, rep, uh, something Trey Lance. I'm with you, Rod. Yeah, I mean, he won. He's a champion. He's a champion. Trey Lance is a champion. Kyle Shanahan, never been a champion. Jimmy Garoppolo has two rings, though. Two as backups. So Yeah, I mean, that speaks well for the 49ers this year, right? When when Jimmy's a backup. Oh, good things happen. He's a lead backup. Okay, so it was interesting that Kyle Shanahan decided not to make Trey Lance a captain, even though technically his teammates voted him in. Well, you never really know. They, we didn't see the tally. But according to Kyle, teammates voted Trey a captain. Kyle decided to cap it a six. Debo Samuel's a different story, though. Debo Samuel was the eighth guy in the voting, which means his teammates, some of them voted him to be a captain, but not enough. He was like Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame voting. Just not quite, maybe next year. Yeah. Why do you think – and it was crazy. Kyle Shanahan listed him as a captain. He was like, oh, wait, no. I think Kyle would have voted for him. Kyle loves Debo Samuel. Yeah. But the teammates didn't. Not enough. Why do you think? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, you request a trade out of, off the team. I mean, I'm sure that rubs some guys wrong. Like, wait a minute. You, you don't want to play for with us no more? Like – yeah, I mean, there's some guys probably don't care, and, and that's probably why I got yeah. eighth place votes. Yeah. But there's some guys on that team, whether, you know, I'm sure it's unanimous voting, and they're like, I'm not voting for this guy. He didn't even want to be on the team last year. He wasn't out here grinding, yeah. uh, you know, with, with the guys in the offseason. So, you know, you want captains that are going to be not just great players, but great leaders um, on the team. And I think it's no question that that's why he – you know, got eighth place in the in the pro, in the captain voting. I thought he was going to be a captain. I thought the two new guys this year would be Bosa and Debo, and they gave it to Bosa and not Debo. And it's crazy because Bosa doesn't show up to mini camps and OTAs. He's like, no, 
if you guys aren't even wearing pads. I'm a D lineman. I'm going to stay in South Florida with my dad and my brother and do my thing. And everyone's like, yeah, that's good. You, you know what you're doing. I mean, they, I mean, everyone has complete trust in Nick. When you ask Kyle and any player, like who's the most professional player you've ever seen Nick Bosa. He's like 23. Who's the most Nick Bosa. He's been a pro since he's three years old. He's in the greatest shape of anyone I've ever seen. Like there's no question. No one ever says that about Debo ever. Yeah. You know, they never talk about his uh, conditioning or his professionalism or his maturity. They talk about his athleticism and his explosion and all that stuff, but they don't talk about that with him. And there's questions about that. And he requested a trade. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine being on a team. Someone being like, I don't want to be on the team with you. Actually, I'm back. And I want to be the captain. Like, no, <laughs> what are you talking about? I want to be here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's to me, that's why you shouldn't have done it, Debo. Mm -hmm. People don't forget your teammates, the coaches. The fans, they don't forget, man. What they say, you can't unring that bell? Sorry, man, you did it. So now you're not a captain. I don't know if he cares. He Maybe he doesn't care. And maybe that's another reason he's not a captain. I don't right. know. Yeah, um, no, leadership is key. I mean, it's not just how good you are as a player. You got to be a leader. You got to be a great leader. And, you know, Nick Bosa, even though he doesn't, you know, do things in OTAs, uh, everyone knows. I mean, the way he shows up, when he does show up, you look at him like, damn, this guy's in better shape than he was last year. And it's like every year it's, it's yeah. like that. With Debo, he shows up and in a long T-shirt. Time to get in shape now, right? So the yeah, long sleeve shirt thing kills me, man. It's like you came out in the same draft class as AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, and you're legitimately as good or better than both of them. But look at them, man, and look at you. Really? Come on, like just yeah. we're talking five pounds. The yeah. last five, go for it. I don't know, like I I'm hoping. I'm hoping this next season. Now he's locked in. He's got his contract. I'm hoping that, you know, be your best Lance. self, Debo. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you were your best self, like DK and, and AJ Brown, they wouldn't be in your league. You, you would yeah. be in a whole different tier, but we don't know which Debo was going to happen. I mean, anyway, that's enough Debo. I'm blocked by Debo on Twitter, so I shouldn't talk about <laughs> Callie says Debo has to earn captain as well. He got his contract. Now go out and continue to perform possibly his attitude from the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's an interesting parallel between him and Bosa. Like, Bosa doesn't show up to the offseason either. He doesn't talk. He's not what you would call a leader, but everyone looks at him in awe of his professionalism. No questions. I don't think people look at Debo that way. I mean, they all acknowledge that he's the best weapon on the team, but that's different. Yeah, yeah. The, the physical and the talent is only part of it. The mental yeah. is, you know, is at least a third of everything, you know? Yeah, I mean, people go up to Nick players go up to Nick Bosa and ask him about nutrition and, and, you know, I don't think, do you think they go to Debo and like, Hey, so what are you eating in the off season? What are you eating? I would like to be sorry. That's enough. Uh, okay. Do you think the 49ers will trade Jimmy Garoppolo mid season? I mean, Kyle Shanahan left the door open when asked a couple of days ago and Jimmy contract got cut big time. So if someone was interested before they'd be more interested now, what do you think? I don't think so. Uh, I think it's possible. It, you know, depends on what they're offering. If they give him, you know, if they give him, you know, like a second round or something, then yeah, maybe they'd consider it. But it's going to take a lot for them to move on Jimmy Garoppolo. Now that they have Jimmy, I think they're really sold on the idea of having a really legit backup yeah. behind Trey Lance in case something happens. So I think they're all in on Jimmy as, as QB2. And to be honest, I can kind of see Jimmy being a backup for years to come on, on this mm -hmm. team. I don't, uh, I don't think they're in a hurry to get rid of them at this price point. Having Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, for six and a half million as your backup quarterback, that makes you a really strong team in case something happens to Trey Lance. So it's going to take a lot for them to move Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, for, for them to move him, it depends on a team getting really desperate and trading the Niners like a second or third round pick. Because that's like an offer they can't refuse. Um, but I'm not sure that's going to happen because even if a quarterback does get hurt, who's going to trade a second or third round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? One year of Jimmy. Or the Jimmy, and you give him an extension? I just I think it's pretty clear the league isn't looking at him like that right now. He's no one's savior. He's a backup right now. And he may become a starter down the line or maybe not. So if they do get a trade, it's probably going to be like a lower pick. And then how is that helping you? Is is getting a fifth round pick next year better than having a good backup who can win if Trey gets hurt for a month? I Because it's like, which quarterback is at biggest risk of getting hurt? Uh, maybe Lance. He's got no pass protection and he's a focal part of the running game. So if anyone needs a good backup, it's the 49ers. I don't really see them trading Jimmy Garoppolo. And to your point, uh, if he stays on the bench all year, not sure that any team signs him as a starter next year either. And if he has to sign as a backup, once again, it looks like his best place to be a backup is here. Because at least when he gets on the field, he'll look good. Kyle put him in, in good positions uh, to succeed and his, he'll win most of the time. So, yeah. 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 And all his friends are here. I honestly think we're going to see a Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo one and two for years to come. That If I had to bet that that's what I would put my money on. Wow. That'll be very interesting. Some, some players on the uh, team are going to have to get their wrap their heads around that one. I'm not sure they're there yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Niners play on Sunday. We don't know if George Kittle's going to play. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I'm guessing he will, but I don't know. Do you think it matters? Do you think they'll win? How do you think this game unfolds? So my prediction for Sunday's game is 23-13, kind of a low scoring event, not a lot of touchdowns, a lot of field goals. It's going to be heavy on the run game, heavy on the defense. Um, I don't think you're going to see a ton of passing, a lot of touchdowns. So I think the Niners are going to you know, scrape through. It's going to be raining. It's on Soldier Field. Um, I don't think they're going to have a high-powered offense this weekend. You know, And if George Kittle's not there, even more so. Um, so I think it's going to be a running game battle, a defensive battle. There may be some turnovers, um, hopefully not a ton from Trey Lance. Um, but, you know, it's Soldier Field. It's week one. Uh, I expect a lot of penalties. Uh, I think it's going to be messy, but I think the Niners are going to squeeze it out. And 23-13, Niners, that's my prediction for this Sunday. That sounds that sounds about right. I feel like the um, the rain coupled with Kittle's injury – could make this a pretty vanilla game plan. A lot of times coaches try to do too much week one because they have two weeks to prepare for it and they put all, all kind of crap in there that the team isn't good at. But I feel like that's this isn't the week to do that. It's raining. It's the Bears. You have a great defense. They're not going to score much. Why would you show much on off? Kittle's not there. I think you're going to see, I don't know, you know, 23 points sounds about right. A fairly modest uh, offensive output, but like a safety first game. It's raining. The ball is slippery. Let's not fumble. Let's not throw picks. Debo drops the ball a lot anyway. Like, let's keep this safety first. A safety first day. Yeah, safety first. First game. Safety first. I mean, why do anything more? Yeah. Win. Yeah, I think think the Bears might get one touchdown and two field goals. That's why I have them at 13. But I don't think – Well, Dante Pettis is going for at least 150 and two touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. No. Uh, yeah, no, I think, and, and I think the touchdown is going to come off the Justin Fields run. I think that's probably how they'll get it done. If they do get a touchdown, this defense of the 49ers is elite and defense travels. Uh, one concern I have is the special teams, um, brand new coach, you know, new returner, uh, rain, 
Ray Ray fumble issues. And based on the preseason, I wasn't really overly impressed with anything with the special teams in the preseason. Right. So I think special teams may be crucial for this game as well. Hopefully the 49ers come out prepared. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm really excited to watch this running game. I want to see it because last year, like Mostert went down instantly. Trey Sermon was nowhere. And they had Elijah Mitchell and Debo, and that was it. And they couldn't really run the ball as much or as well as they needed to, wanted to. And now they have Jeff Wilson's back. Mitchell's healthy. Jordan Mason might be better than both of them. Debo's here. Trey Lance is going to run. I have five guys. They have five guys who are legitimate threats. I mean, I don't even know if Jordan Mason's going to be active on game days. But four guys every game that are going to be legitimate threats. And you figure like 12 carries for Mitchell, 10 for Wilson, 8 for Lance, 4 for Debo, Two for Ray Ray. Like, it's going to be amazing, I, I think, as long as the offensive line isn't trash. Yeah. Uh, and I have no idea what to expect from Jake Brendel and Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford. So we'll see. But yeah. usually Kyle knows how to scout the run blockers at least. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt on that. Uh, he knows what it takes to block in his run game. He seems to show confidence in these three interior offensive line guys. So I want to see just like just 200 rushing yards. That's what I expect. 200 rushing yards in this game. Yeah, I think the only concern, I mean, with the rushing game, you know, Kyle's got, you know, he's, he's great at, dial, at dialing up amazing, <clears throat> you know, running plays. <clears throat> the running backs are great. You got Debo, you got the addition of Trey Lance. The only concern with the running game, like you said, is the offensive line. You can't run to the left side behind Trent Williams the whole game. But like you said, I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, inside zone running, guards pulling, um, that will help with that. And, you know, maybe Juice Juice got has a big game this weekend. I think he's really uh, a solid option in the rain, um, even on the short passes for Trey Lance, especially if George Kittle's not there. I could see Juice having a decent game uh, this week as well. Yeah, I'm thinking even if Kittle were healthy, the game plan wouldn't feature him that much anyway. I'm thinking we're going to see, especially in the rain, I don't think you're going to see as much running to the perimeter trying to get that one cut. I think it's going to be more straight ahead you know, um, between the tackles. And so his blocking on the perimeter isn't as important. It's going to be more about Banks, Burford, Brendel, those guys. I just hope, I just hope that um, <clears throat> Kyle Shanahan doesn't overthink it. You know, oh, everyone thinks we're going to run. <laughs> Let's start off with shotgun. <laughs> Three wide receivers, right? I, that's no. what I'm hoping doesn't happen, but I don't think he will. You know, the Niners are built to dictate with their run game. We want to run. You know we want to run. You can't stop it. Right. It's 11-on-11 11 11 football. You're out manned. And once you figure out uh, some ways to slow us down, then play action, you're dead. We're going to hit you for big plays. We're going to take two or three, four shots a game, and Trey's going to hit one or two of them, and they're going to be touchdowns, and you're going to lose. I'm telling you, this is going to feel a lot like the Seahawks from 10 years ago. Who Russell Wilson, it was like, man, he's handing off. He's handing off. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Here comes up. There's the bomb. There it is. He didn't even do anything today. It's the fourth quarter, and boom, he won the game. That's what I think that's what's going to happen. With these two teams. questions for you. Um, who do you. Who's the next guy up for tight ends? Is it Dwelly? I don't even think they have one. I think it's like platoon. All of a sudden, you got to get the guy on first down who's the blocker. You know, if you want the best – if you're running, you probably put Charlie Warner out there, although that might tip that you're running. Dwelly would be more of the receiver. I don't know how they want to do it. I mean, Dwelly's not moving people as a blocker. Warner could. Warner's yeah. not beating man-to-man -man coverage. Dwelly can't. So I don't know. Two, two more questions, actually. So yeah, TDP is over Mason. When do you think we're going to see – this is one question. I guess. When do you think we'll see TDP 
And is it going to take an injury to get Mason out there? When will we see Mason? I think TDP, his role initially will be the short yardage back. Um, although I don't see how you don't make that Jeff Wilson Jr. He runs so freaking hard, but TDP's bigger. I think they want him to be that. And if he fails, then I think Jordan Mason will get a shot. And I think Jordan Mason will be great as a short yardage back. And I think he could build a role from there. But, um, you know, the thing with Mitchell and Wilson, as good as they are, they both get hurt an awful lot. So I just feel like it's a matter of time before TDP and Mason get their opportunities. And I feel like one of them is going to do better with that opportunity. One of them. Yeah. 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 I kind of expecting, unfortunately, Elijah Mitchell might have a sophomore slump and maybe not uh, due to his fault, but I just don't think they're going to use him as much as they did in previous years. And I think Mason is intriguing, man. I really think for a lot of teams, he could be a every down back. So we'll see. Well, it's clear that Niners on offense want to wear you down with physicality. It's their new identity. It's the Debo Kittle influence. And mm -hmm. if Debo is going to be the, like, if your wide receiver can run that hard, everyone has to run that hard. And that's what they want to do. It's, I think Kyle understands the reason he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring right now is he couldn't close it out in the fourth quarter. And you close it out with a physical run game that wears people down. And so I think Mason is the most physical running back on the team. I mean, Jeff Wilson runs hard too. So he's bigger than these guys. He's 10 pounds bigger than Jordan, yeah. than Jeff Wilson Jr. And I, I think he's going to be exactly what they're looking for at running back. I can't wait. No, no, I mean, Mitchell's really good too. It's not like if they're playing Mitchell and Wilson and not Mason, they're going to lose. I'm not saying that. I mean, I think all these guys are going to average more than five yards of carry, except for Titan Titus Price. Maybe. Yeah, that's gonna, yeah. That's huge. If they can do yeah. that. That's going to be big. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's all I got. Um, Timothy says, if 19 slumps and 11 balls is 19 uh, in danger of trade. I don't think so, man. This is a team that's going to run. They need Debo in the backfield. I don't think so. They just gave him the biggest extension a 49ers player's ever had. Just because they didn't give him a captain doesn't mean they don't like him. I think Kyle likes him. Anyway, he's going to be here. He's going to get the ball yeah. lost. <clears throat> at some point, you know, if Ayuk balls out, at some point they may have to decide between the two of them. But, you know, Debo is Debo. They're going to go with him, I would imagine. So. I just don't think they pass the ball enough to spend all this money on two wide receivers. Like, you want to run the ball. You want to lead. The, you want like look what Tennessee did. You know they want to run the ball. They traded AJ Brown. The Niners have Debo, but he's part of their running game. The Niners have Kittle, but he blocks. You really gonna pay? Because wide receivers are really expensive. What if Ayuk falls out this year and is you know in the range of getting 20, 24, 20 something? Like really? You throw the ball twenty three times a game? You sure? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Trey Lance about to prove all the haters yeah. wrong with popcorn. Says 49ers daddy. Wow. Robbie Gould will kick the game winner. Bryant Culp. Oh, you think it's going to come down to that? Damn, man. If they if it comes down to a field goal, oh, that's going to be fun. Whew. Week one. Yeah, right, well. I see three field goals. For, I, I see three field goals for Robbie Gould this weekend, so I think he's going to have a big Sunday. Yeah. I want to look at one thing real quick before we go. Um, so Trey Lance's start last year against Arizona. Everyone talks like he was awful. They only scored 10 points, but I think they outgained Arizona in that game. I just want to check it out real quick because – hold on. Okay, here we go. Total net yards. Yeah. Okay, so the Niners averaged 5.7 yards per play against Arizona in that game. That's really good. They scored 10 points, but I think they went for it on fourth down five times and converted none of them. It was a very strange game, uh, but they actually moved the ball very well against an undefeated team on the road in Trey Lance's first career start. 
a lot of people are like, what if the Niners just blow it against Chicago? When have we ever seen that? And there's, there's never been a time when the Niners offense just sucked with Trey Lance on the field. This is not CJ Beathard. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And see, even with CJ, Kyle Shanahan beat, what was it? The freaking Cardinals two years ago. So, yeah, it's not going to be bad. I think the defense is too good. To 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 let the Bears win, I, you know, even if the offense is struggling, I think the defense is not going to let the Bears score a lot of points. So, you know, if you score 14, 17 points, you'll probably win in this game, in my opinion. I think they'll have one touchdown and, you know, two field goals. That's all the Bears will get. So I, I think that this is pretty much put in the bag. I remember last time they played in Chicago, I was there last year. Elijah Mitchell had like three or four really long runs around the left. It's like mm-hmm. they they. He won. There was that run where he got hit at the four yard line and moved the entire pile into the. They couldn't stop Elijah Mitchell. End of story. They lost, and they couldn't yeah. stop people on that long thing. Uh, but it's like now you got Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson Jr., Jordan Mason, Trey Lance. It's like good luck, Chicago. I don't think you got it, man. I don't think you're built for this. I remember on that play, Trent Williams was pushing the whole pile, and then behind him was Jimmy Garoppolo pushing Trent Williams. <laughs> I thought that was. I was watching that the other day. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, Jimmy was the real MVP on that play. That's All right, I everyone. Uh, the Niners have practice in a few hours. I'll be there uh, flying out to Chicago tonight, red eye. So next time I see you, I'll probably be in Chicago dancing to house music. That's <laughs> how I do. Nice. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks, Ryan. Good show. Yeah. Peace.